Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the WCBS Small Business Spotlight. Neil A. Caruso here, Joe Connolly, and my interview coming right up with a restaurant owner who is actually expanding right now. And it's a great story that we're focused on this spring, and it's actually the topic of the WCBS Virtual Business Breakfast. Our guest, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, uh, coming up on how to grow again this Thursday, March 18th. If you're listening to this podcast after then, Go to WCBS880.com slash business breakfast. You'll be able to see it on demand and see Kevin O'Leary's advice for growing sales strategies and much more. Joe Connolly hosting the WCBS Virtual Business Breakfast presented by the First National Bank of Long Island. Happy St. Patrick's Day to those who are celebrating. And we'll get right into this conversation now with Chef J.J. Johnson. We've been talking to business owners who are thinking about growing again. And our guest, thankfully, we're talking about growing again. And our guest today has been hard at work, actually, on making plans to expand his restaurants. He is James Beard, award-winning chef J.J. Johnson of Field Trip Restaurants. He has a couple locations already, and he's going for some more big ones. And producer Neil A. Caruso will join us in this discussion, too. J.J., what have you been hard at work doing to expand your business? You know, Joe, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, for me, it's been uh, right now, over time, I've just been cultivating the field for brand, bringing awareness to it, uh, letting people know what we stand for. Uh, we've been very fortunate to launch in Harlem and then expand into Rockefeller Center and also uh, Long Island City in the Jackson Co. building. So we are, are in three unique type of neighborhoods, um, and I believe that New Yorkers will uplift us through this time and allow us to expand a little bit more in New York City and in neighborhoods as the Bronx, uh, maybe Columbia University or Brooklyn, uh, and then and then take off from there. But you're out there now with tape measures and calculators, and you're talking square feet instead of ingredients. Tell us what you're finding in terms of deals and how you're negotiating, JJ. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is when you expand as a business owner, you, you learn your footprint, right? And I think that, that's step one. So the field trip footprint is about 1,000 to 1,500 square feet. Uh, we don't go any smaller or bigger. 
we look at corner locations or next to train stations. Uh, we look at high density areas uh, and working class communities, giving people a different option. So yes, I'm not throwing ingredients in the pot. I'm throwing <laughs> a different pot up right now, uh, trying to get it flavorful uh, for the future. W- w- I think which is which is really um, interesting as you grow as a chef, entrepreneur, or a founder. So I'm very fortunate to be able to pull out the tape measure or the calculators, talking to developers, landlords. Um, you know, landlords and developers are hurting as well with vacancies, and 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 they're looking to the new guard of New York City to try to help revive back some of these communities or maybe communities that nobody ever been looking at before is now getting a lot of attention. Are you saying I'll take this space for 50% less of what you're asking or 25% less? How does it go for other business owners who may be wanting to expand too? You know, I think every every landlord is different, right? Or developer is different. Um, some some are percentage on rent uh, deals, 100% percentage on rent. And you, what I try to do is I try to look at kickers. You know, if we make this amount in, in money, this is the percentage. If we do this amount, this is the percentage. And maybe it goes up or goes down, depending on how you look at it. Um, I think the biggest thing that we've all learned is if you have a landlord or you have a partner that's in it with you through the darkest and brightest times, we all benefit. And I think that's the reason why we were able to really do well in the Harlem location is our landlord worked with us every step of the way through the pandemic. They were there every way. You know, what can you do if you get PPP money? What can you do after? So we, with the landlord in Harlem, we've been, we've been able to project on six months out. This is what we believe we'll do. Will you accept this? Um, and then moving forward, uh, really pushing on percentage on rent deals with landlords. You know, we excel our, our sales, you make money. If we don't do well, you don't do well. So it's more of a partnership than just, you know, writing a check every month. Were you even hearing of paying only a percentage of rent when you opened your first location a couple of years ago? You know, it's something that I actually teased out there to our landlord at that time. Really? You know, interested in a base rent with a percentage. They kind of laughed at me um, and said, you know, you know, some business, you know, a lot of, of storefronts are tied to landlords' mortgages. So they can't go to the mortgage company and say, hey, I have a percentage on rent. But what you could do is say, I'll pay this base. And if we exceed this, then the percentage on rent kicks in. So I think you can really finagle it. But no, percentage on rent deals, I was only hearing for big one percenters in the food world or outside the food world and large locations doing development deals related or Brookfield, things of that nature. They were doing a percentage on rent deals with those players. The small landlords were kind of just like, give me a set amount and can we work here? Uh, But, you know, COVID has reset, set the industry across the board and we need business in storefronts and landlords are, are getting creative. Even mortgage companies or lenders are getting creative as well. Wow. Neil. So, Chef JJ, I hear you say talk about low rents. Obviously, that's the big uh, key to expansion. But do you think that the industry is changing somehow that could be beneficial to getting in right now? Yeah, 100%. uh, Super beneficial for the restaurant industry to get in. You know, you hear these crazy stories that 
Chipotle is knocking on people's doors, restaurant doors, and telling them they'll pay their uh, outstanding payables to take over their space so they're free. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, and if you are expanding a restaurant right now, you could get into the restaurant space, taking an existing space. You can open between $100,000 and $300,000, which before that was $500,000 to $750,000. Um, because first and last month, security deposit, there's a lot of things that go into that opening cost. You could probably build out a, build out a space with a good landlord partner or developer partner for maybe on between five hundred and seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars with them contributing to the cost. So yeah, I, I've been telling my friends, my peers, you know, go out there, see the market space. You never know. Maybe you can relocate your restaurant that you have now to a better location. Maybe you are able to expand because you have a little bit of money in the bank. Um, there's a lot of different things out there. And I think that's what makes New York City uh, the mecca because everybody gets so creative after um, instances like this. Yeah, we come together. Um, Chef JJ, what would you say would be the key for other business owners in restaurants and maybe hospitality uh, as an extension to turn things around? I'm a community guy, and I think really being able to attach yourself to the community is really key. Not just cooking food or selling a product. Really get to know your community. Um, there's a lot of communities that we believe are, are very wealthy communities, but there are people in that community that need help. Somebody needs help. Maybe there's a nonprofit. Maybe there's a food bank. Maybe there's a battered and shelter home. And if you show that you're enriched in the community, more doors will open up for you and help everybody turn around. As you just said, Neil, like we, are, we stick together. And I think that's really big for all business owners to look at. Uh, and that, that's what really um, gave people insight of who Filtrip was. We were feeding frontline workers, families and children in need. We still do it to date. And, and I think that allows people to say, okay, maybe I can get rice from Popeye's or the bodega um, or the Caribbean restaurant. But I know if I spend my 12 or $13 here at field trip, I actually know where that money's going, what they're doing. And that's very important now. Um, I think for, for the consumer spend. Do you put your sign up field trip at a location where you're serving essential workers or you do, do you rely on word of mouth? How do you let people know you're doing that? You know, that's a real, that's a good one. In the beginning, we never put stickers on boxes. We never put anything in there. We're like, oh my God, it's a missed opportunity. But word of mouth came, you know, delivery people drop off the food. There's somebody there. Well, where's the food coming from today? Oh, it's coming from field trip. Somebody eats that food, says it's delicious. It spreads around. Oh, did you get the field trip stuff? So word of mouth is always the best. We could always do stronger marketing efforts across the board, um, putting stickers on bowls, uh, branded boxes, branded bags. But for us, at the end of the day, it was just about feeding people and making sure they got something delicious in the hardest time. How are you looking to market your brand moving forward? So the, 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 I think the key for us, if we look at a community like the Bronx, where we get a lot of consumers that come down to Harlem, we'll, we'll go through community activists. We'll partner up with nonprofits before we come into that community and we'll excel that way because that's just part of our ethos and our brand. It's something very authentic. Um, 
And then I think building brands and communities are hiring from certain communities, enriching that community. Uh, but, but from a brand standpoint, marketing is always on the top of my mind. That's a calculator, Joe. I'm always pressing to see if we can afford the marketing firm or the person to come in house. Uh, because when I look at the bigger brands, their marketing efforts are so strong uh, that, that they're always on the top of your mind. Uh, when was the last time you were in a kitchen? Are you making sure that the food is being done correctly, JJ? You're, you've got to be in six, 16 places at a time now. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I try to touch all the locations. I used to try to touch every lo the three locations every day, start in Harlem, jump down to Rockefeller Center, shoot over to Lounge City. But then I realized I was wasting time doing that traveling. So, you know, I'll spend one day Harlem, one day Rockefeller Center, one day Long Island City, but also hiring infrastructure, director of operations, Lisa Cash, who's uh, very ingrained in the business. So we split our time. If I'm in one unit, she's in the other unit, uh, really empowering our managers. Uh, but there's always spot checking. There's always making sure the food is delicious. If the food isn't delicious, nobody's coming back. Doesn't matter how strong our marketing efforts are or what we do in the community. If you come in there and it's not good, you're going somewhere else. Straight up <laughs> Boy, you are getting it down. You are getting it down. You're figuring it out on the fly. Because business owners have told me that the most difficult expansion is your second expansion. Because all of a sudden now you're going to be in two places at once. So you appear to have some experience here in expanding and seem to be confident that you will be able to scale up without harming quality and even improving it. Yeah, I mean, quality is, is, is the key. I mean, one into 2021, consistency, consistency, consistency. How do we get to consistency? And that's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very hard. Tasting the barbecue sauce on the crispy chicken bowl. You look at the color. You look at the consistency. That one is darker. That one's lighter. You know, so you do think about that as you roll out more units. Will you have a commissary space? How will this work? Um, so so it, it is very hard. But Unit two is extremely difficult. Um, and the conversations I've had with CEOs with Kava or Chopped or Founders Table or, or, or Sweetgreen, second location of a lot of places almost tanked the whole company. You know, Shake Shack development guy I spoke to said they had a location in Florida many people never even knew. And luckily, Danny Meyer had a lot of cash in the bank or that could have taken out the whole Shake Shack. So that is my fear. And all of this is, you know, one bad week, two bad weeks could hurt a whole a whole company if one unit is doing well and the other one isn't. Um, so it is a risk. But if you know me, I'm a risk taker. Um, and they, I, I always hear my buddies in the stock market say, you know, play, you know, double down right now because it might hit. So we've doubled down, but we're going to move in a very slow, consistent pace till we fully get our footprint. Before you start seeing us, Joe and Neil, popping 20, 30, 40, 100 of these out, um, that won't be smart from, from a company standpoint. It must be challenging to lose your grip. I mean, restaurant owners by nature are so hands-on. Joe and I have seen it. Um, so it must be difficult for you to delegate and, and hope, as you say, that your product is consistent across the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I'm fortunate that I have friends and family that eat inside of Field Trip a lot. Um, we really pay pay attention to re reviews heavily um, on all platforms, Yelp, Google, Tri TripAdvisor. We listen to what people have to say. 
Um, and the biggest thing for me is I'm as, as good as my managers are in my unit. I'm as good as my director of operations. So I'm trying to hire the best people in these times to, um, to really own something that they potentially didn't create, but make them believe in it. Uh, and I think that's how we all succeed. When I look at places like Chick-fil-A, um, even McDonald's, right? These franchisee owners or these business owners, these people that have been with the company so long that are now owners. I read an article about Chick-fil-A. lady was there for 17 years and now an owner. That means that that Chick-fil-A, she's gonna be probably better than the founders or the CEO because uh, she takes really uh, deep-hearted uh, ownership into it. So I'm trying to follow the footsteps in those areas. And the biggest thing for me right now is employing as, as the industry is crumbling and people don't have jobs. Um, that's, that, that's a big reason for expansion for me. Where'd the name Field Trip come from, JJ? Uh, field Trip came from, Field is for all the rice fields in the world. Trip are for all the trips I've taken and where I've cooked at Israel, Singapore, India, Ghana. Rice was always at the center of the table. So when you come in a field trip, whatever bowl you get, you're on a field trip. You're going somewhere in the world that I've been to or that I that I love the way they cook rice there. And bottom line, commercial rents in New York right now are down 25 to 30 percent. Or what is your general impression? Yeah, rent, rent, commercial rent is down 30 percent in New York City easily. And maybe even maybe 50, 60 percent, depending on what, what neighborhood you're in. Right. If you're in Midtown, 50 percent easily. Right. Wow. If you're in some of these hubs of New York City that most people aren't looking at where business is doing well, maybe those rents are up a little bit. Um, but overall, 30 to 50 percent rent, rent is down. So, like I said to people, if you are looking to open a restaurant and you're able to get some, a good capital, it might be a good time to open up. Uh, and hold on, just hold on tight. I used to say six months we would be back. Now I think more around labor, right after Labor Day, uh, we'll, I think buildings will be at what I call about thirty to fifty percent. I don't think any building is coming back a hundred percent. I don't, I don't think that's possible. Thanks for listening to the WCBS Small Business Spotlight. For Joe Connolly, I'm Neil A. Caruso. Don't forget to subscribe to the Small Business Spotlight and watch our videos every Wednesday. We publish a new one at WCBS880.com slash spotlight. And a reminder that the WCBS Virtual Business Breakfast with special guest Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank will stream Thursday, March 18th, beginning at 9 a.m. It will be available on demand after that at wcbs880.com slash businessbreakfast. Some exciting ways to grow again. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll talk to you soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.